0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Project Freelance. I'm your host, Kayan Agonio, and this week I have a very special guest on the podcast. His name is Ryan Cunningham. He flew down here from Toronto, actually, to film a series of music videos for a project that he and I are working on together for a little music something something. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is, but if you want to get involved in any way, you can uh, head over to... There's a couple links down in the description. I'm currently... Uh, running a GoFundMe for some documentaries I'm working on, or there's like like a Bitcoin tip button or a PayPal tip button if you guys want to help support us in all of our endeavors and our adventures. That would mean a lot to us. If you want to check out some of the covers we talk about in this podcast, we covered This is America by Childish Gambino. We covered DNA by Kendrick Lamar. And we have about 16 other songs that we are covering together. They will all be up on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash K the screamer official. And, uh, Ryan is going to start helping me write chasing satellites music. So if you guys are unfamiliar with any of that, please listen to the next podcast that comes out. It's going to be all about the band, all about chasing satellites, what I'm doing, all this music stuff, where I've been as far as music goes for the past two years. And, uh, Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you are looking for some tips on how to get started in the music production world, or if you are in a band and you're wanting to get on the road and you want some tips, some tricks, some ideas of how to survive being on tour, listen to this podcast. It's definitely for you. There are some things in it that will definitely help you survive tour. For example, did you know that Chipotle, Subway, and Taco Bell will uh most likely give you free food if you're in a band if you ask yeah you want to hear more listen to this podcast this is project freelance here we go
1: hi guys uh, my name is ryan cunningham i am a small-time youtuber um i have i guess my background is music production and management uh graduated in uh toronto at uh, centennial college at the uh, music industry arts and performance program in uh, 2016 um slowly building my career at this point as a uh, producer arranger and uh player of musics i feel like that's appropriate and uh yeah just trying to get those subscribers get those numbers up there and and make a living out of music at this point
0: what led you to finally make the decision to like pursue this you know wholeheartedly because you know some people would say do it as a hobby or you know get a get a real job and you do have a real job and we'll talk about that but like what like what made you take that jump
1: I mean to be honest with you like I I have the means to do so now and that was the issue since I was a kid is because like even just going to shows and stuff like that it's always like Getting, at least when I didn't have a license, um, getting my parents to drive us or trying to find rides to get places to venues to make sure we get to load in on time. Uh, Now I'm fortunate enough to have a car, my own car, so that's taken care of. Uh, Beyond that, it was just trying to get myself to the level where i'm at now in terms of production because i've been producing since i was in seventh grade like those bands and we would use like rock band microphones just to record everything off the floor at once and up until now which is uh it's an interesting turn of events because i guess where you and i both are we don't know what's going to happen with what we're doing no idea no idea but I'm hoping it goes well and I'm hoping that's a big stepping stone for my personal career. And obviously you, for yourself, like way more growth. We
0: do it to grow. And the fact that the fact that we can grow together collaboratively, I think is really special. And the fact that it's crossed borders and races (laughs) and politics and you know, all that (laughs) stuff. Um, it's just so fascinating that it's happened that way. Um, So what, what made you get started into music and what made you start producing? Like, where did you get that idea? Like was somebody else doing it, like, you know what I mean? Like what made you think like, oh, I could produce music. Like I could like record bands and shit. Like what made you want to do that?
1: Well, um, like I said, like I started producing in grade seven. Um, my, my, my dad, he actually is a uh, producer at a uh, radio station in, in Toronto, And, uh, I've sort of always grown up with that sort of technological aspect of music and sort of understanding what goes into a mix and doing all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, beyond that, the only reason I got into it is because I was the only one that gave a shit and like, I'd hate to sound like a dick, but like, I always try to work with people that have the same mindset as me, which is we got to get it done it has to be done right, and it uh, if there's any slacking in terms of like commitment or anything like that, then it's just going to drag down the whole process, and it, it really sucks um, sometimes. But I got into it because I was the only one that was like, whatever, I'll pick up the microphone and learn how to do it. And uh, that's what it came down to. Obviously, it was shitty in the beginning, but... Um, actually getting the education through high school with, um, music theory and everything like that and getting everything, uh, down with, in terms of, of production, songwriting, everything, it takes time, but it's definitely worth just even looking up on YouTube, seeing how you could start and, um, just exploring those tutorials. But in terms of being involved in music myself, uh, I've been singing since I was like three years old. And uh, beyond that, picked up my first bass guitar when I was twelve. Um, learned guitar, uh, yes, yeah, self-taught later on. Uh, self-taught drums, most production and synthesizer work as well. Always willing to learn more.
0: Did you study um, professionally yes. music? So, like, what was your what was your education background? And uh, when you started to learn the production side of things, where did you where did you study, or what what were some of the um, the courses or some of the things that you studied online or whatever because I know that YouTube wasn't really as big with like tutorials and education yeah, as it exactly. is now back then so where did you go?
1: Uh, I actually went to college for it so I went to uh, Centennial College um, they have a fairly new program it's the uh, music industry arts and performance program uh, I graduated that in 2016 and and at that time we were the second class that graduated from that course so it was still a learning curve and i'm sure they're still working up the kinks but shout out to those guys i mean to be honest with you i learned most of what to do and what not to do when i was in high school because i was in bands at the time and we were doing our own uh, our own production and just figuring out what works and the problem was sometimes that like it kind of the drama around whatever would kind of influence the mix to the point where like oh well we don't need bass in the song so why well let's just do a all and justice for all kind of thing and just turn it down because our egos are in the way but regardless so i i've learned to learn what i like um i guess i really dove down and analyzed like joey sturgis when i was in high school um
0: Sturgis, please be my podcast thanks
1: oh that'd be dope that would be dope.
0: Everybody wants it, dude. Yes, I'm that using, would I'm using uh, gain reduction literally right now on my <laughs> voice. Just while I'm like recording because I like the way it sounds while I record. Yeah. Like it's literally like, Joey, just go look on my Twitter. I'll tag you. Like, I'm literally <laughs> using it right now. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. It was that. It was him, uh, Will Putney, for the sake of how like massive he makes drums sound. And I was like, "Oh shit, I want that." But then, what really solidified me with in terms of like trying to get everything down was um, getting Bias, which is an excellent amp simulator software. I've used it on albums for the last like four years. It's great, and uh, I'm using Steven Slate drums. Uh, I showed a little bit of how it works a little bit ago but uh doing that and just i guess it's just learning the basics and i learned the basics in college and also just by watching other people in studio do it i've had a lot of opportunities to work with many different people at many different levels in the industry and just seeing their process and seeing how it works for them and sort of taking what you like about theirs and taking what you don't like about theirs into your own style really um really can help solidify yourself and what you're doing and help you find something that you like. And I think I'm to a point now where I'm satisfied with what's going on.
0: Talk about your first, the first time you heard your mix back that you made and you were like, like finally like, wow, I really like this.
1: Oh, um, that was, uh, for, uh, my Asian Jake Paul cover, uh, which, uh, i sort of learned from uh, my buddy uh chris allen hess he's he's gaining popularity i work with him he's one of my best friends we're in multiple projects together um we both have a certain process of how we produce because him and i also run a production house and um we have different styles of how we like to produce our bands and what really he was actually a great source of inspiration in terms of trying to find my sound of what I like to produce. Um, it came down to just figuring out how to double guitars properly, which I know sounds stupid, but I'm not really much of a guitar player, but, um, figuring that out and then trying to find a nice balance with the, with the, um, with the drums and everything i sat back when i finished mixing that mix and i like couldn't stop smiling i was like holy fuck this is gonna be amazing and that's one of my favorite covers to date
0: for those that don't speak music lingo uh why or or don't record artists or guitar or anything like that what is the importance of doubling guitars? I know it, but like for those that don't, like what is the importance of doing that and like why do bands choose to do or not do that?
1: Well, it depends. The bands that don't do it are looking for a much more raw sound, but I feel like everybody at this point would do it in a more modern setting. And to be honest, like you you, you have no other option, but basically what it is is just you play one part and then you play it again as a separate thing. And what you can do is it'll pan because it'll be two separate takes. So it makes the mix sound a lot bigger in terms of uh, dynamics for whatever instrument you're playing.
0: It's fascinating, guys. If you want to learn more about this stuff, there's tons of tutorials and websites. Do you know of any off the top of your head, like you oh, know, damn. like pe- creators that make good tutorials or you know, like anything like that?
1: Um. I don't know if Family Jewels does any tutorials anymore, but I know that he, I've watched a few Q and A's of his, and I think he does stuff like that. Um, I love his production sound. Um, same with all those guys like Rashad e. beach Jonathan Young. Like those guys are great. Um, they know exactly what they're talking about. And um, what I would say, I guess, is just like watch those Q and A's, those kind of help, and they can guide you in the right direction because they have better resources than I do. And also if like anybody wants to reach out to anyone just like send them a tweet do anything like usually they'll respond especially when it comes to helping people do what they want to do
0: yeah because i mean we've been there so i mean it's the same with us like if you have questions like feel free to dm ryan or tweet him or the same with me if you guys have questions or if you want us to or us if you want me to talk about something specific on my podcast with other people because you know i like having other people on it and uh... Yeah, I want your guys' opinion because I want to know what you guys want to know or what you don't know. And it doesn't just have to be music or film or photo related. I have an episode coming out soon with my friend Jared, who actually makes rings. And the reason I brought him on is because he inlays guitar strings inside the rings. And so, uh, yeah, come back for that one. But back to you, man. So what, what real jobs... Have you had to support yourself to get to this point
1: I mean I work at uh, I work in sales uh, for a uh, shipping company Um, and uh, that's just a corporate nine-to-five that I have and I'm satisfied with it Um, but it does mean that because of this job I am able to support myself and come out here and do awesome shit in California and things like that I know how much you want to divulge but um ah eh, whatever. I mean coming down here has been surreal first off. Um and I don't know when the last time you've had like an in-person one-on-one podcast but it's been, a it's been a minute. So came down here, did a lot of footage for whatever we're working on. Um we're doing a lot of stuff and it's just been amazing uh been an amazing experience and opportunity to come out here and really test the waters and see how things were going um but in terms of supporting myself yeah like i've like everybody else just worked part-time in high school did a lot of like warehouse jobs did a few retail did a few fast food oh god fast food i empathize with every single kid or any anyone that works in fast food and hates it because my god it fucking sucks. So um, I'm happy that I, that I have the resources now to enjoy what I'm doing at work, but also am still making time to get music done, both uh, on, I guess, on a secret level with my projects that I'm working on and also for myself. Um, I'm very creatively motivated at this point because I have the resources to be that way.
0: Yeah, when you started playing music, um, did you, I mean, you went to school like your high school was a music school right yes yes it yeah, was yeah so your parents like supported you from the get go
1: no ah that's <laughs> what I wanted to talk about tell me okay so um they they've always been supportive i will say that um but there were times where they definitely weren't and it's because mainly i was playing metal music and i was screaming and i was um getting really involved like i was i was totally a scene kid in high school i'm sure you were as well yeah there you go so um it's amazing to see where we are now but
0: yeah now we live in it yeah we're like adults (laughs) yeah it's crazy
1: it's fucking crazy still high schoolers yeah oh of course but um they weren't always supportive because like what the things that i wanted to do creatively i always felt like i had to run by them for approval and it kind of it kind of sucked a little bit but i know that um they're very proud of at least now like over the last like six months they're very proud to see that like the work that i'm doing is actually paid off and and enough to come out here and get things done uh, the way we want to and i'm jazzed about that as well but they actually they actually i, I know my dad he pulled me aside one night and was like yeah, like I'm sorry we didn't support you enough in in the beginning in terms of what I wanted to do artistically. So I I really appreciated that and that's something that I'm not gonna forget.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it's important for parents to understand that as kids, yeah, we are taking a lot of risks, but sometimes we take those risks for the things we love and it turns out the right way. And exactly. It's it's a lot nicer when we do have your backing when we do have your support even if it's only emotionally you know like mm-hmm. like your kid's not always asking you for like money like we just need you like, yeah we need your support you know like it's it's hard enough for uh, for us seeing kids out there we get picked on enough we don't want to go home and have our parents pick on us too for the music we listen to and the music we play yeah exactly and like i mean music's supposed to be our safe place so like like word to your mother <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: What was it what was it like playing your first show and then touring, like your first, you know, experience doing that?
1: I mean, man, first like show Bougie tour. Bougie tour. Oh man, maybe May's gonna have to oh man. Okay, we'll get to that. Um so my first show, I would say, was with my first high school band. And uh we played as a full band it took us like two almost two years to find a drummer but we finally did and our first show we played like it went off without a hitch it was awesome and we ended up playing like a festival like near the end of the summer because of it but like just having that experience of like trying to entertain a crowd and just like trying to find yourself on stage it's just it's such an amazing thing especially like I don't know, like, I guess what people say is true. Like, the best way to conquer your fear is just to face it head on. And if you're, if you have stage fright or anything like that, like, and you're even slightly curious about getting on stage, find some way to do it. Cause it really, really helps with your people skills and everything like that as well to a certain extent. But, um, yeah, like, it was a tiny little bar in the middle of Toronto on Spadina. I don't know if it's there anymore. I think it's the yeah it's the elmo combo at least that's what it used to be um rolling stones played there like it was it was like it's a it's a venue that's been around for years decades so having that experience on that stage was really surreal especially because my bandmates had like real personal connections with the artists that played there in the past so just having that sort of camaraderie was really cool but skip forward to now um i know that uh my my band uh maybe may uh we went on tour well i don't want to say tour because it technically it was three days do you count that as a tour
0: it's like a, a short run short it's run, a run. You it's a, a run.
1: run yeah it's a run so we um a
0: jog a light oh, yeah. jog we all have our oh, day jo- yeah there you
1: go <laughs> we all have our day jobs and stuff so we were able to like do airbnbs and we were always and yeah we were joking about it and just being like oh man we're so tired we should take a nap so we had time to get naps in and like just go play shows and hang out and then come back and just chill oh man tour life's the best you're giving me this like you you're like oh fuck you i can just see it in your face
0: like let me tell you about my first yeah tour. I was sick. <laughs> link below go listen to that story
1: oh god
0: <laughs> okay tell me about times you've been screwed over by people
1: oh my like god artists
0: or you know whatever partners that kind of thing
1: oh well it it happens more often than you think right because Uh, yeah yeah it's i
0: feel i feel like it happens more often than people like to admit yes because people that tell you they've never been screwed over are fucking lying to you
1: no i agree with that
0: like they there's no way like unless you're like no there's no way there's no way
1: no there's no way that doesn't happen fuck i know like I don't even know if I should talk about it, but, like...
0: You don't have to use names.
1: I won't use... Okay, fine. I won't use I names. I mean, you can if you want no, I don't, I don't I'm care. not going to call out anybody in particular, but I will speak of scenarios, I guess. I don't know. Like, what really got to me, I guess, was, like, when my... The later high school band that I was in that actually gained a bit of popularity kind of just, like, fired me out of the blue. Like, basically, I just, like... I don't know. I guess creatively they were trying to take it in a different direction and i was i wasn't about it um but that's what it came down to so to speak there were also a lot of personal things um but i just got like a an email with like yep email passwords changed what yep all this shit has changed what okay and then i messaged the page like hey is somebody hacking this they're like no we're we're firing you they're still around they're still doing their own respective things but it's it's a totally different ball game now just because like especially in toronto and i've been trying to have this conversation with people but like the scene in toronto and like we've you and i have talked about this it's just it's so oversaturated and nobody cares anymore and like that's where people screw each other over because there's just so much ego behind everything and it just pisses me off like like one of the bands that i'm in across the wasteland, we barely even play live shows because of that like why why would you want to do that because everyone's just so shady and awful to each other it's such a it's not a community
0: yeah, well, explain some of the shady aspects of it. I mean, I've I've had, yeah. you know, a couple of people on the podcast and we've talked about, you know, shady promoters, and I have uh, Sean Healy coming up on a podcast, and he is a, a booking, and, you know, he does booking, and he books bands, and so he's very familiar with, like, the promoting world, so I... Speak to him about this exact thing Why is the industry so shady yes. And so what what are some of the things You've seen in Toronto Specifically or just in The st- different scenes you've been through
1: Well here's here's a perfect example Well first off pay to play I mentioned that to you a couple times Like pay to play is I, I assume it's the same everywhere else You have to sell a certain amount of tickets To play a, ven- to play a venue And there are obviously Ways around that um, But it's just really They just take so much from the artists especially the ones that are just starting out like there's a few event a few uh groups in toronto that do a lot of that and whenever i see like one of my friends like starting to play that i try to reach out to them i'm just like guys you you can't do this like how many think about this how much how many tickets have you sold okay 30 now imagine if you were getting even half of that at ten dollars each like are you kidding me and like they're just i've seen it firsthand because i used to volunteer for that stuff they walk out with bags of cash like straight up bags of cash from all these young kids and it just it makes me sick it's so fucked up but like the other shady thing i would say for at least from like a business standpoint is that because music is so accessible now everyone's a producer everyone's a graphic artist everyone does everyone does everything but It's the people that, um, have been around before that, that have like their studios and all that kind of stuff. And will always try to convince people that they can't do it themselves, that they have to go see them. And it's a really shady sort of marketing tactic, because if you know that person can do it well with the resources they have, maybe not like prime time studio quality, but like, um you're you're good enough to like do it in your bedroom and put out a solid product why not just encourage them i understand like because they're looking at it as like oh well i'm just not getting paid which is wrong it's like if you want to build a community of artists that actually respect one another encourage other artists to like do it on their own or like if they want to seek help sure that's fine but it's the problem of like no well you shouldn't go to him because you should go to me because i like doing it this way and i have this blah 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 it's just a, it's it's a fucking dick measuring contest that's all it is and
0: that goes across the board that's not just music that's photo That's accounting that's yeah that's that's everything legal like it's, it's literally everything like people just have egos at the end of the day people just and and i get it because like you have to think of yourself first you have to protect yourself first but like at the end of the day like he's right you need to you need to nurture a community you need to water the seeds you need to water the soil in order to make plants grow um well, wow, now I'm just gardening. <laughs> um, have you had any internships, or have you mentored anyone?
1: Yes, I've had a. I've I did an internship with uh, CB Entertainment, based out of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, they're doing f- some really good things there, and I was lucky enough to uh, work with uh, Chris Bianchi directly. Uh, he's a great guy. He knows he knows what he's doing. Um, we. I remember. Um, I guess i'll tell you i'll tell you the one story that actually made like made that internship that was awesome so it was a small little highlight but um the band settle your scores they work with they work with them very directly now they're on sharp tone records um they were they i think they were putting out a single or something they were just shopping around for any sort of endorsements before leaving for tour or something like that so i get a list from the uh from the band they're just like yo hey, oh, here try these companies blah 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 and then freaking Chipotle was one of them because I was like whatever it's a pop punk band that I get it it's fine so I sent an email to Chipotle just like hey check out these guys like they have like this many streams on Spotify they're doing like crazy stuff they're going on tour is there anything that you would be able to do to support them so I get an email back within 20 minutes saying this shit's awesome where can we send it to like that was the email and I was like oh my god this is hilarious so they ended up getting a care package from chipotle of like a bunch of gift cards to like cover like a week's worth of burritos for tour and i was like that's pretty cool
0: yeah it's awesome that there are companies especially like young touring bands you guys do need to know about this stuff these are some hella good tips right now like i i can't believe i haven't brought this stuff up on the podcast but yeah some of the tours i've done you know we are all DIY like you the money you make on tour is the money you live off of you know it's how you get from point A to point B how you feed your crew everything and I have I've just I've had I don't know what we're talking about (laughs) what
1: are we talking endorsements
0: Yeah. yeah um there there have been times when I've been on tour that that has actually you know saved us because we, you know, have no money, we have nothing, and we call we call up to like a, a subway in the next town that we're going to, and we're like, hey, we're a band, and we're traveling through. It, could you guys make a donation to us, <laughs> and just like hope that they would say yes? And like oftentimes, we would give free food for like seven of us, which is a big deal when yeah. when you are seven people with no money. Mm-hmm. It's a really big deal, and it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't really cost chipotle or subway or whoever it doesn't really cost them anything you know what i mean yeah to like feed a band for a day like it's it's a good deed and i think that it helps bands so bands it, it is something that companies actively do um i know taco bell does it as well
1: taco bell really um, gets involved with that
0: yeah taco bell is really really good they uh they actually do like specifically like a rock related like taco bell sponsorship kind of thing um i'll put the info down below if you guys want to go check that out um but yeah if you guys know other companies or if you like have your own kind of thing um we'd love to i'd love to reach out to you and get involved with you and something like that um so talk about your current influences
1: oh man i mean i'm really into like the youtube musicians um mostly like the video game cover ones so as i said jonathan young rashadi b um family jewels like all those guys um very talented very talented artists i know you worked with john in the past um yeah um really been getting into that um i never thought i would be into like really like like really like, oh man, I can't think of the word for it. But I never thought I'd be into like really into rap, but like working at my nine to five, that's that's what a lot of people listen to. So like I'm really influenced now by like childish Gambino. Um j cole like a few rappers from that side as well and then like just pop music because like in high school like i was just like a metal elitist you know how it is mm-hmm. it's like that's not metal enough mm-hmm. there's singing in this what kind of no i can't do this but then like guys open open your ears Seriously. because there's so much great music out there regardless if it's if it's like um what's that band i can't remember their name even if it's five seconds of summer one direction justin bieber whatever like these these are still very talented producers and very talented artists you it it's you're doing it such a discredit to not listen to them and even like with fandoms and shit because and i know this will probably piss people off i didn't really sit down and listen to um the black parade until like two years ago because i was just so afraid of the fandom like fandoms can be
0: freaking scary i, I mean, no. Th- think about like black veil brides with me like i never listened to black veil brides because my whole life everyone was like you look like andy six you look like andy six yeah. so i was like i don't even want to listen to this band mm-hmm. and after having worked with andy over the past year like i still like didn't listen to the band up until i went to like yeah. a show you know and i finally saw black veil and i was like dude i get it like They will literally die for you. Like that fandom is insane. Please don't hurt me. What's something you know now that you wish you knew when you started?
1: That it's going to get better. Because, I don't know, um, even in high school, like I wanted to just tour and do all that stuff and just get everything going. Like at at that time, not even realizing that this is going to take years to get to. So, I wish I knew that because I was just always pushing and pushing to get shit done. But now it's to the point where I'm productive, I'm not overly exhausted, and I'm able to make amazing content with amazing people, such as yourself, obviously. What can I say?
0: <laughs> what can I say? Uh, I want to just uh, touch real quick. So, let's, this is how Ryan and I met, just so everybody knows. Ryan did a cover with an amazing artist on YouTube called Christina Rotondo um, she and I have known each other for a couple of years because of YouTube and we've done a couple covers together um, and so Ryan did a cover with her and through her got in touch with me and asked if I would do a cover of Kendrick Lamar's DNA with him. And I said, hell yeah, I love that song. <laughs> and so if you want to check that out, hopefully it's out by the time this is out.
1: I don't know if it will. Be. It
0: might be. It probably will. We just kind of started talking and I have been wanting to work on a project for a couple of years. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is yet because we're not even going to talk about it yet. Um,
1: We can't talk about it yet. We can't talk about
0: it yet because it's not done. But when it's done, you guys are going to see it and you're going to be blown away, I think. I mean, I'm blown away by the fact that we've done what we've done and the things we've accomplished over the past two months of us knowing each other. Two months at the
1: time of recording this. Since
0: the time of recording this, yeah. So let's go back a little bit so he reached out to me asked me if i want to do this cover and i i approached him about this project i'd been wanting to do a passion project for two years um and i just didn't i was not able to find the right artist or an artist that had the time or really wanted to even do it um so i told him about the project and he immediately jumped and he said hell yeah i'm totally down and within like a day or two i got a i got a track i got an instrumental track and it kind of just snowballed from there very quickly and we now have a 13 track full, full album album done <laughs> we're pretty much done and almost all the videos done for it and uh yeah that's within two months and so he we did the songs and then he flew out to california a couple of days ago which leads us to now and over the past uh, pretty much the past week we have been grinding nonstop like he got on the ground and we like immediately started talking like work and yeah. and like trying to like get to know each other as quickly as possible in the process because yeah. like we didn't we don't know each other like personally on that level before at all we were just like music and then we kind of like picked up little things along the way and then we just kind of just dove in head first and like you know like all or nothing like hope this guy is not a piece of shit <laughs> kinda, you know like <laughs> this guy's sleeping on my couch for five days so like Yay. i need to make sure he's cool uh <laughs> but so we we decided to add more to our plate right before he came down and i asked him uh well the childish gambino music video for this is america and the amazing light show both dropped and that video is one of the most iconic pieces of art that i have seen in years and so Childish gambino your whole crew um uh i don't know how to say the cinematographer's name uh, Maori, Hurai, or something like that. Anyway, the guy that was the cinematographer, absolutely phenomenal. So I asked Ryan because the song uh, it impacted me, you know, it, because everything that he spoke about and everything that he stands for, like, like it, it, like it touches me. And I asked Ryan if we could cover This Is America, and he a was like a week before I came down, a week before here. he came out. <laughs> And so we did it. <laughs> this is America! Don't get this, let me know! Oh well, God, let me know! Don't me, see, me
1: now! This is America! Come my area! I got a strap! I got
0: So we did it, he came out, um, we recorded the cover, and then we went and filmed the music video for it the next day. And I edited it that day And we finished the song Uploaded the song Uploaded the video to YouTube And everything's ready to go For it to be out Put out tomorrow When he leaves (laughs) And that's all just This is America
1: That's That's freaking wild
0: So the first day he was here We spent Like We were supposed to have Six hours in a recording studio We had three And we filmed Eight music videos And then we went to LA and we filmed in an abandoned building, right? Well, no, we filmed in downtown. We filmed in downtown, downtown LA that, that was night. First. So we filmed in downtown LA that night. We filmed like four more videos. And then that was that night. And then the next day we went to an abandoned building and filmed there and For filmed this the This America video. And then uh, went home. And then the next day we went to a meetup for my friend who passed away, um, so we went up to LA again and shot and hung out. Then we came back, and then uh, today we went to the same abandoned place again, shot some more, and uh, just busted some workout, man. And now we're here recording a podcast to wrap the bow around the present. Yeah, man. And it has been, it has been quite the experience. Tell me what you've, uh, you've thought about your time here in California and your uh, experiences, because. I want to know i want to know what you thought of your visit i want to know what you thought of california the way the way you saw it
1: man so coming to california and i've and i've been telling this to my friends back home for months now since we confirmed plans um that i was like this is a childhood dream this is a childhood dream come true to come down to california and come down for my music particularly to get shit done and I it was an adventure it was an awesome adventure especially like to see to see art from a different angle and like because I'm looking at it from a music perspective but you're looking at it from more of a visual perspective and just seeing yeah I know seeing how that worked and then exploring LA and like exploring Pasadena and like doing all these crazy things is it's that's the adventure and like if I wanna come down here and be a tourist, I'll come again and be a fucking tourist. But no, that that was the most authentic trip I've had ever. And I thank you for your hospitality once again. But that was awesome.
0: Yeah, anybody come through. I uh I don't like to do things the normal way. So I mean <laughs> yeah, the like the night that we went down to downtown LA, I took him to some of the Greatest photo spots, thanks to thanks to my friend Vikers, who just
1: Vikers. he knows the
0: city, man. Like he grew up here, he knows every square inch of that city, he knows all the most amazing views, the most amazing spots, abandoned buildings, everything. This guy. And uh, so, like, we were able to take Ryan up onto a rooftop for a minute. We got kicked out, so he got to experience that. Yeah. Uh, we ran into a bunch of homeless people, so he got to experience that. Like, we, we gave him a little bit of every experience, and uh, I, I'm glad you came. And I – it was the first time I've had somebody here, and I wasn't, like, nervous about them coming. I was just, like, ready to go. That's awesome. So, like, yeah, like, I – you got me out of the house too. So I mean that's the most adventuring I've done in quite a while. So I'm glad you came down too and I appreciate it and I've had a blast like working on this shit with you and it's definitely not what I expected. Same. It's Let's not hope it at pays all.
1: off, but we'll see.
0: I think it'll I think I think it'll pay off. Yeah. I think I think we'll do alright.
1: Well, this is America is going to come out either tomorrow or th- yeah. or the next day depending on when everything gets approved so we'll see how that one goes yeah, so we don't know yet this
0: podcast could just be like our last hope before everything falls apart Yeah, and if that's the case Tragic. I'm sorry Why? in <laughs> advance because I don't know how people are gonna take it yeah, I mean whatever. let's talk about it I don't know how people are gonna take it but I fucking love the song and I respect a lot of what Travis Gambino is doing and I wanted to do it in a respectful way and I think this was the best way to depict it respectfully.
1: Even though the foreigners coming down here are filming videos. Even you know. though a
0: Canadian fucking yeah. did all the music. And you know people are going to say shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah I'm waiting for it. This motherfucker's not even American. Like, are you, though? <laughs> are Is anyone? Like, what is that? But we all are American.
1: I can't wait, if it goes up tomorrow, to get off the plane and just, like, look at my phone in anticipation of just sheer, just... Panic. Just
0: panic! You're gonna have my thought 800 now. messages of just screenshots from me. Just yeah. like Bro, you're okay, not from here. Go is, home. Is... <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I think Childish Gambino wouldn't give a shit.
1: Oh, I hope he doesn't. I, I mean, I don't think it. I don't, I don't think, think
0: he... he'd give a shit. Childish Gambino, dude, respect though. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. I'd love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Elon Musk, I'd love to have you on the podcast.
1: (laughs) Just start naming everybody.
0: I'd love to have you on the podcast. Donald Trump, you can go fuck yourself. There you go. There you go. All right. Justin Trudeau, Canada You dress
1: up. That's what you do. Yeah. going on.
0: Yep. All right, Ryan, thank you for being on the podcast. Do you want to say anything? Final advice? And uh, where can people find you if they want to find you?
1: Yeah. I'd say, final advice. Um, If you want to uh, survive on tour, call up Subway. and tell them that you're broke and they'll give you free food that's one um yes there you go uh second one would be if you have if you want to record do it do it within your means because you'll learn from there and then in terms of where people can find me uh it's ryan with an i i have that as my nickname but it's r-i-a-n cunningham So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram like that, as well as Facebook. You can check out my other projects that I'm part of. Um, I'm part of Across the Wasteland uh, with Chris Allen Hess, if you know him. And I'm part of Maybe May. And uh, we actually did a song with uh, Lauren Babish from Crazy 88 and uh, Red Handed Denial. So if you want to check that out, um, we'd be much appreciative of that. But yeah, if anyone wants to hit me up for anything, um, just hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. That's all
0: is that really how you pronounce her last name? Cunningham. No, Lawrence. No, I just don't know. I don't now, know. I don't know. I think it's Babic. Babic. But I don't know. Lauren, help! <laughs> help! I'm oh, sorry. No, I just need. I just call her Lauren Babic. Can bay? Oh well. She's a bay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I did also want to ask you because I know people are gonna be like, Kay, he didn't even talk about the fucking presets he uses, or like any of his like." instrument thing like i don't know what like what are your some of your favorite like presets or plugins or like sample pad c- configurations
1: if you can afford it get waves all of it that's all i would say um waves all the pros use it it's in every studio that i've seen what's that's, the
0: pricing for it Do you know
1: it's between 120 grand so have fun what
0: does that even mean
1: yeah you can buy individual plugins or you can buy sets or you can buy the whole thing
0: yeah it's like film you can buy a $20,000 camera lens for no reason.
1: There you go. It's 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 like that. Same with same with buying a $20,000 dollar guitar for no reason. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. But um I use bias um i for what i do i download from the repertoire of what's there i just search the artist that i'm in the mood for and usually someone's made a preset that's pretty damn good um the user community is very very active which is great uh i love bias sponsor me and um steven slate they're great i've been using them for years um if you're tired of hearing about superior drummer and all that stuff check them out you're not going to be disappointed there's amazing stuff in there and i also use native instruments everyone knows native instruments i'm still using contact 5 i haven't upgraded yet but that's what i'm using i'm also running logic pro 10 and that's all she wrote i guess
0: uh talk about your studio studio work
1: it's on my laptop it's all off my laptop (laughs) um um if you want to reach out to me for production, um, go ahead and do so. Um, I'm sure Kay will leave an email down in, my, in the description. And uh, we can have a discussion about anything. I don't really, I don't mind whatever. And uh, yeah, that's my, studio's off the laptop. That's all I'm going to say.
0: That's all that needs to be said.
1: Yeah, because anyone can do it now. Anyone can do it.
0: That's all you need. Favorite producer right now, go.
1: Oh, f- uh, still a fan of Will Putney and Joey Sturgis. I haven't heard much of his newer stuff. Joey. 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 But <laughs> I don't know. I still love that uh, that IC Stars record that he did.
0: Oh, so good.
1: New Demons.
0: I I can't get over Flood's work. Like as a producer, like if you go Thirty Seconds to Mars, like I can't. You can't touch that. It's Flood dude Like you see that name on the back of an album You're like, oh, like It's gonna be a good one Yeah It's, got, it's iconic It's there's a, there's a lot of them out there There's a lot of really good Like I like I love like Chris Crummett Like I think yeah. his work's great um, Josh Schroeder produces Some of my Chasing Satellite stuff He does like The Artist Murder The Browning uh, I think he does like Color Morale All those guys uh, Day Seeker Um Man, there's so many good producers out there.
1: Yeah, speaking of though, like if you want to go from a YouTuber perspective, definitely yeah. hit up uh, Jonathan Young. He's got his yeah. studio, his production house. Mm-hmm. I'm doing some work with them. So uh, they're great guys. They know exactly what they're doing. Definitely give them a shout because that's what they're looking to do. Yeah, yeah definitely. Villainous yeah. yeah. media.
0: Definitely. Yeah, It's that's that's where we need to go. We need to get away from this corporate world. Yeah. I think, we need, I think that's what we mean when we say we need to like go backwards. Yes, I think we just need to get away from the corporate bullshit you know the ego the suit and tie the arrogance the like selfishness everything like that's what we gotta do guys
1: let's bring it back to basics let's
0: bring it back to film you know (laughs) All right, this has been another episode of Project Freelance with my guest Ryan Cunningham I will talk to you guys next week thank you so much check out all of Ryan's stuff down in the description get socialistic with him and uh, we'll catch you later dude